Father, thank you for what we're about to experience together as we wade into the deep rivers of theology only to find the revelation of who you are through relationship. Speak through me, Father, because we desperately need to hear from you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Not long ago, I was asked by a guy, are you an old earth or a new earth guy? And I said, I'm an either. And he went, what? And I said, I'm neither. I'm a biblical guy. And the Bible never tells us how old the earth is or isn't. So before you lose your mind and start an argument with me, let's walk through Genesis and knowing God from the start. And we're going to start with Genesis chapter 1. Let me give this to you. There's no debate regarding creation. No debate. Let me read. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And the earth was formless and empty, and darkness covered the deep waters. The Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the waters. You see, every ancient society had a creation narrative. And most involved titans, you know, mighty men or mystical figures or monsters that played out some kind of metaphysical uh, stories about creation came about. And now the geological evidence of creation of, is overwhelming, that the earth was formed in several phases by intentional design. The Hebrews knew that God was the one true God and he was the creator. He needed nothing for which to create the earth. And he spoke ex nihilo, things into being. That's the Hebrew word for out of nothingness. God speaks and things are created. God cre creates from nothing because he requires nothing in order to create. And speaks from nothing, things into being. Few and fewer scholars are holding on to some theory of accidental creation, like the Big Bang. The probability of the earth being created by a big bang, it takes more faith to believe that than to believe in the master designer of the creator of God. And the discussion whether the old earth is old or whether the earth is new is disputable and it really should become a point of division between believers. Now, I don't want emails or things like that about what you think or what that. And I know about the Creation Museum and I agree with all those things, but the Bible doesn't say how old the earth is. It does say God created, and I believe that. that. That basically, that's it. That's what he does. Is a day a day when there's no way to measure time? That's just a thought. Maybe we should spend more time on being loving and caring than we are debating about whether the earth is old or new, or the length of creation and such and such. So as we look at this, we have to understand God is the creator. There's no debate. So moving forward, let's go forward in the beginning. See, there's three books of the Bible that begin with in the beginning. And each beginning is important. It all starts with God. Now, let me give you some background. Moses is the author of Genesis and opens with God. In the beginning, God. That's how he opens. 32 times in chapter 1 of Genesis, God is called Elohim. Elohim, E-L-O-H-I-M is a plural noun in the Hebrew that emphasizes God's majesty and power. This is an insight to God in three persons as expressed through Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. You see, Elohim is a plural noun. It refers to the triune God. From nothing, God spoke and something happened. Now, it's the picture of the Holy Spirit moving across the water. Of course, we know from other readings in Acts 2 and John 1 and and in Psalm 143, that the Spirit of God was involved and creation is attributed to the Godhead theology of Father, Son, and Holy Spirit 
throughout Scripture. Now, John opens his gospel with Jesus. In the beginning was the Word, Jesus. Let me read. In the beginning, the Word already existed. The Word was with God, and the Word was God. He existed in the beginning with God. He created everything through him, and nothing was created except through him. And the Word gave life to everything that was created, and this life brought light to everyone. And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never comprehend it. What John did is saying, like Moses' narrative, in the beginning God, in the beginning was the word Jesus. God is Jesus, and Jesus is God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we're going to talk more about that in Life Group this week, and I pray that you'll tune in, and you'll listen up, and you'll engage in conversation with others around that topic. The book of Mark opens with this, the beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. So here we go. Moses says in Genesis 1, in the beginning God. John says, in the beginning the word. And Mark says, in the beginning the gospel of Jesus Christ. What is gospel? It's the good news of Jesus. It's the good news that God has come to rescue us. The gospel is the beginning of the new life of creation that Jesus Christ brings to us. Everything starts with God. From the creation of the universe to the revelation of Jesus to the salvation of the gospel, it's all about God. God is the beginning. Now, think about this. To know God from the beginning is to know he is the author of all things. That's amazing to me. So, in creation, God makes three bold moves. And this is where I hope to be encouraging to you. First of all, he creates. He speaks and things happen. In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And now the earth was formless and empty. Darkness covered the surface of the watery depths. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the surface of the water. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. And it was good. God takes the bull move in taking the nothingness, the void of nothingness, and creating the spherical world and the waters on the face. And God was moving in all of creation. He makes the first bull move of speaking and things happening. But then God makes the second bold move of forming. He speaks and things happen. Then he intentionally starts the crafting from the nothingness he created. And with his hands, he, create, he crafted. It says this in, in Psalm 8, that the creation of God is the finger play of God that he creates. From nothing he speaks, and with his hands, he forms. God said, let there be light, and there was light. And he saw the light was good, and God separated the light from the darkness. He called, God called the light day, the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning, and one day. And then God said, let us expand the waters, the, let us expand the waters beneath the earth, separate the water from water. So God made the expanse, and he separated the water under the expanse from the water above the expanse. And so God called the expanse sky, and everything Every evening it came, in the morning, and it was the second day. So now we have God creating, taking the water, separating the firmament and the sky. And he's created those two. Then he said, let the water under the sky be gathered into one place, and let the dry land appear. And so God called the dry land earth, and he gathering of the water he called seas. So he made the sky and the earth and the seas. And God saw that it was good. He said, let the earth produce vegetation, seed-bearing plants, fruit trees, and, and, and earth-bearing earth fruit with seed in it according to their kind. And it was so. And the earth produced vegetation, seed-bearing plants according to their kind, trees uh, bearing fruit with seed in them according to their kind. And God saw it was good, and evening came, and there was morning 
the third day. God created then, formed an environment, an intentional environment for his creation to live in. And he did this out of love. He speaks and then he forms. As believers, we should be concerned about the earth and the caregiving of the earth, but not worshiping the earth. There's a big difference, y'all. We should be ecologically minded without worshiping and becoming pantheistic or becoming, uh, you know, worshiping Mother Earth or even the phrase Mother Nature. That God has created. He made the bold move to create and then the second bold move to form. But here's the third bold move he makes. He not only speaks and he creates, he shapes his hands and he forms, but then he fills. He fills the earth. Then God said, let there be lights in the expanse of sky to separate the day from the night, to serve as signs for the seasons and for days and years. And there would be lights in the expanse of the sky, provide lights to the earth. And it was so. And God made the two great lights, the greater light to rule over the day and the lesser light to rule over the night, as well as the stars. And God placed in the expanse of the sky to provide light on the earth to rule the day and the night and to separate light from darkness. And God saw that it was good. Evening came and then morning in the fourth day. So on the fourth day, God created the sun and the moon. And then the measure of time began. Then God said, let the waters swarm with living creatures and let birds fly across the earth, across the expanse of the sky. So God created the large sea creatures and every living creature that moves and swarms in the water according to their kind. He also created every winged creature according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. And God blessed them. Be fruitful and multiply. Fill the waters of the sea and let the birds multiply on the earth. Evening came and morning then the fifth day. Then God said, let the earth produce living creatures according to their kind, livestock creatures and crawl, and wildlife of the earth to bring according to their kind. And it was so. And God made the wildlife of the earth according to their kind, the livestock according to their kind, and all the creatures that crawl on the ground according to their kind. And God saw it was good. Boils a long reading. But in saying all this, God did this. He created from nothing. He formed nothingness. And then he filled that environment. He created the environment. He formed the environment. And then he filled the environment. God's intentional in that order of intentionally bunks, debunks the random order of creation or the random order of evolution. God did this sequentially and systematically. Then God does this. He creates men and women as image bearers for his glory. Let me read. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. He'll rule over the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and the livestock of the whole earth. And the creatures that crawl on the earth. So God created man in his own image. He created him in the image of God. He created the male and female. And God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful, multiply, fill the earth, and subdue it. Rule the fish of the sea, the birds of the sky, and every creature that crawls on the ground. Now, we're created with love in mind. Love to be loved and to, to love him in return. Because we're created in the image of God. And we're given the purpose by God to rule over or have dominion over the earth. And that gives us purpose. You see, sin came and he destroyed creation. And Satan lies and we fall and all of us are broken. Now, but God had a plan before he created. And his plan was to provide redemption through his son who is fully God and fully man. Now, when you think about that, and think about it, that God created us, male and female, to rule and subdue, and then sin came and took dominion over us. Instead of us having dominion over, sin came and made dominion over us. We became slaves to sin. But this is what Jesus did. 
The new Adam, the new man, the God-man, the fully God, fully man, the one who was involved in creation, as you said earlier, he comes into the scene, and that what he does is he restores the dominion over creation. He does this. He breaks the power of sin that destroyed our dominion, and he then rules over us. Look at this. He ruled over the fish. In Luke chapter 5, Jesus says, Cast your nets, and a catch of fish was made so great that two boats sank because Jesus has dominion over the fish of the sea. He ruled over the animals. He cast the demons into the pigs because he was the master of the animals and master of creation, and he had dominion over them. And finally, he had dominion over death and sin. And so the grave that once controlled us now no longer has dominion over us. So this is what Jesus did. This is what God did in the beginning. He created and he formed and he filled for us out of love. Sin came, destroyed our relationship with God, removed our dominion. Jesus came and restored things into right order. And by repentance and faith in him, we go back to the origins of God who's created in the beginning. And God desires praise from what he's created. Because God creates, then he recreates. He can recreate me. That's the story of Genesis 1. That because God creates, then he can recreate me. Therefore, if anyone's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old has passed away, the new is gone. You see, God sees me without form. And he knows my life is hopeless without him. The Spirit hovers over my life in love and woos me to come into relationship to me. He speaks. With his wooing, I'm drawn to him. And then when I worship him and I respond to him in faith, then he makes my nothingness into his likeness and I am made new. He holds me then throughout eternity. So the story of Genesis 1 is really my story. That God took me from nothingness and created me to be his child. Wow, God makes all things new. We showed that video at the beginning of this talk about the Livingston River. One day I fell in the Livingston River and got my waders full of water, and I slipped on one of those ancient stones, and, and when I emerged, I thought, have I just been baptized? Had I just realized it yet again that God, who's created all I see, has created me? Of course, I wasn't baptized. But I was reminded that in the expanse of creation, as God creates and he forms and he fills, he did it so he could rescue me. He could rescue you. So the debates about creation are surmised in this. God created, and he created to reach you. Would you give your life to him? Because the step, first step in knowing God is to respond to God's creation of you. And I pray you'll take that step today. Let's pray. Father, thank you for what you said to us out of this book. And Lord, I, you know I could have gone so much more theological, but there's nothing more theologically powerful than the fact that the good news of the gospel is that you created the earth and the sky and everything in it that I might respond to you in faith and be recreated by your love and the wooing of your spirit. 
And I pray, Father, those listening today will whisper this, Jesus, I'm yours, and give their life to you, the Father of creation. Our Father, those who have given their lives to you will be reminded they've been recreated by you and to go further with you. Thank you for what we've experienced through salvation because you're the God who recreates us. And we pray this in your name. Amen. As we conclude today, I want you to listen to this last song and, and be reminded that God has done this for you. If you trusted Christ with me today, we need to know that. If you've been recreated today, let us know so we can help you with next steps and even send you a gift. We'd love to do that for you. Just raise your hand and let us know. Or get connected in a community group. Form a group wherever you are. If you're one of those places that are far away from us, then, then find some two or three folks and gather in your home and continue the discussion in Life Group because this week's Life Group, we're going to be talking about the doctrine of the Trinity. Boom! So you can join in that discussion. And thank you again for your faithful generosity as we continue to be the mission of God in 2022. I love you, and I pray this word today has built your life that you might honor God. We pray this, my prayer, Jesus.